Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Heyo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into a remote version of the CHGO White Sox podcast. I'm Sean Anderson, the host of the CHGO White Sox podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Vinny Duber. He's, he's at his home. He's not back from Australia. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. And the man uh, not in the middle today, um, but always uh, number one in my heart, uh, Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Eckenroll23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. And uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, and Stupid Donkey says it's perfect timing. Hopefully y'all are uh, ready to start your holidays with us and we could take you into uh, you know a good Christmas Eve and Christmas uh, Day weekend. And then Because also- everyone is is off work tomorrow because, you know, it's going to, you know rain ice from the sky or something <laughs> horribly uh you know maybe there's going to be some sort of frost giant appearance uh ro- roaming through downtown chicago this storm is getting a lot of hype guys and i'm not sure we're even going to hit a foot of snow isn't it already happening i saw i saw the radar it looked like it was already done after like 4 p.m <laughs> i don't yeah, know if there's like a second wave coming yeah it's gonna stop after like eight totally and it's blowing snow after that so that might be the more pressing thing where you can't see visible you can't have visibility in front of you because all the snow that's on the ground is going to be in your face so that's why i was initially going to drive back to the suburbs tonight but i was like let's take it easy and just go tomorrow and make sure we have some good visibility maybe we'll be on the same metro herb uh no i'm driving sorry (laughs) my metro days are over sadly it's the way to really fly right but sadly isn't it your choice no it is my choice, but I did enjoy a, a smooth metro ride because you can do whatever you want. Drink a beer on the car. As long as it wasn't one of those quiet cars, you can talk, you can listen to your movies, whatever you want to do. It is the way to really fly. Thank you, Vinny. Yeah, it was a good place and a good uh, way to get to work every day when I came back from San Diego. All right. Hey, I, I used to take it in the south side and uh, even Lollapalooza. That was our, our way of passage. And uh, man, those those train cars can get messy. Um, Let's... uh talk a little bit about the White Sox today, guys, if that, that's okay with you. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Liam Hendricks for hopefully the last time this offseason, unless something else happens. Uh, and then we're going to be having a little bit of fun here on this Thursday slash Friday. Uh, no episode tomorrow. We're usually uh, Sunday through Thursday, but no episode tomorrow. We did do one last week on Friday, but that was because of the Andrew Benatendi news. Uh, we do have an episode for you on Monday, uh, which should be a lot of fun. So make sure you are subscribing. And even though it will be uh, the day after Christmas, uh, we'll still be able to take you to work or uh, 
uh, take you through your day off. Uh, but let's talk about Bob Nightingale's latest report slash tweet. The Chicago White Sox say that they may in uh, or they while they indeed may be listening in on trade overtures, uh, their current plan is to retain all-star closer Liam Hendricks in hopes they can bounce back and win the AL Central. So exactly what we've been saying. It makes no sense to trade Liam Hendricks. So sigh of relief here. Just thank God we don't need to talk about it. What's the feelings? Yeah, makes total sense. Uh, I think we were talking for several days now about all those rumors. Again, Liam Hendricks, really the only person who's been who's been mentioned uh, in terms of someone who is even drawing interest or that the White Sox might be listening on. You know, uh, we heard at the end of the season that Rick Hahn was was open to thinking about trading anybody to to make this team better. Um, and yet the closer's name is really the only one that's come up. We haven't heard, oh, they're listening on Tim Anderson or so-and-so is interested in Aloy Jimenez. Uh, it's just been Liam Hendricks. And so makes a makes plenty of sense that the White Sox would want to hang on to a guy who might be the best closer in baseball ahead of a season in which they might, uh, uh, or they're hoping to, to make a run at a championship. So uh, to go ahead and, and make it known or, or for someone to go find out uh, perhaps uh, that uh, they don't really want to part with Liam Hendricks uh, is, is is not surprising at all. That's probably what we came to the conclusion yesterday would make the most sense for this team moving forward. And I'm glad it's over because all the nonsense from Mets fans and other fans talking about all the socks they can get on their team. They're like Liam Hendricks and Eloy Jimenez for James McCann and Eduardo Escobar. I was like, please stop. Please stop with all this nonsense. James McCann got traded to the Baltimore Orioles. Thank you. We don't have to hear about him until his deal is, you know, two uh, like in the trade deadline of two years from now. But by that time, Lucas Giolito could not be a White Sox, so we wouldn't be hearing about James McCann because I think that's what most White Sox fans are thinking that James McCann can fix Lucas Giolito, even though you know it's more Ethan Katz. So I'm glad that the nonsense about Liam Hendricks is piping down, and thank you, Bob, for allowing that to pipe down because we know Bob has someone's ear at the White Sox and he's sending out the good message that they have out there. And maybe this is a ploy for Rick Kenny to say, Hey, have somebody else send us some trade deadline or some trade uh, talk for Liam Hendricks. Instead of these Mets people, there's not a fit there. Somebody else wants Liam Hendricks and they're willing to give up some big ass play players. Then we'll talk. Otherwise, no, let's stop talking about Liam Hendricks because this man is valuable to our 2023 and unless you're going to break the bank on the other side with actual MLB players, there's no need to talk anymore. I do think it's funny that Rick uh, has started off or started off the offseason saying we're going to be making a lot of trades or uh, we're looking to be in the trade market and be active in the trade market. So far, they haven't made any trades and they've signed two free agents. Um, and Sean, you lie. There was a trade literally just today. <laughs> Oh, right. I guess that was a trade. Uh, so the San Francisco Giants uh, designated uh, our guy Gregory Santos, new uh, player, Gregory Santos. Uh, he will be a White Sox in 2023. He's not on the 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 26 man. I think he's just he's on, on the 40 four. man. Yep. Um, so he'll be on the 40 man. And uh, Cade McClure. Uh, nice knowing you. Uh, not uh, who's the guy from The Simpsons? Troy McClure, Troy McClure, not Troy McClure, uh, maybe possibly related, but uh, Cade McClure, uh, former uh, pitcher out of Louisville, uh, was a six rounder for the Sox back in 2017. He was sitting around like the low 20s in the uh, the rankings for the Sox. I don't think he was anything uh, too special. Um, so I think it was an interesting swap, but more bullpen arms for the 40 man roster. I just I, I don't get it. It just seems, again, like they're building up their strength. So maybe again, is that a signal that the, the person to leave this roster is going to be a reliever? 
just probably not named Liam Hendricks. Multiple things on Gregory uh, Santos. Coming from the San Francisco Giants organization where Ethan Katz came from. So he might have some familiarity with the guy. Also had an 80-game suspension that he served for PEDs. And I'm just thinking they DFA'd him. The Giants DFA'd him. So theoretically, the White Sox could have just waited the week if no one else claimed him to pick him up for free. But they would have to go through waivers. I mean, and then they would have to make sure that, that, you know, they must have really liked him. That's my point. The White Sox had to really like this guy to trade anybody for him. And Clay McClure is not anything special. I didn't see him on any top 30 list, and maybe I missed that. But he's getting traded over to the Giants. The White Sox are acquiring this Gregory Santos. And if Ethan Katz made this call or somebody in the front office made this call, I'm willing to look look at it. And, yes, it's another bullpen arm. But, like I said, it's, it's a lot of stuff out there that just seems like, okay, they could have just waited on this guy. Why did they jump the gun on him? And I'm looking at his case for nine. It's not spectacular in the minor minors or the majors. So I'm trying to think what's so special about this guy. Ethan just must believe in his abilities so much that he can fix this guy. I got it. And I do like Alex's uh, view on the suspension here. Uh, that suspension just means he'll do anything uh, he can do to help the team win, which is, you know, again, he's a team player, uh, but Gregory Santos, Young, only 23 years old. Uh, I think he'll probably be 24. I'm not sure if the by the season starts. Let me just double check. Uh, no, he'll be uh, 24 on August 28th. So uh, kind of Leo season a little bit. And uh, I think that's Libra season. So, you know, got a got a cusp, cusper uh, here, but he's big. Uh, 6'2", 190, looks even bigger on the mound. And the fastball is big. Uh, it touches 101, uh, like 98 to like 99 usually is where it sits. Uh, but it could jump up. To 101, and then I think even Sleepy Harold said uh, 70 slider. Uh, I retweeted something from when he was in the majors, I think in 2021, going up against Jazz Chisholm. And there's a slider 90 miles per hour that is just disgusting right under the hand. So there's something there. I just don't know how good it is. But hey, I think it's a lot more than Anderson Espinosa, right? Is it, who was the guy that was a. Uh... Who yes. is the guy that Sean uh, Anderson Espinosa? Yes. Was it Sean, Sean Anderson? Anderson Severino? Sean Anderson oh. Severino. Who is uh, not tall. He's very short. He's very short. So yeah. that's the thing is I think they like the body type. I think it probably seems like there's something that they could unlock, hopefully, um, with his lower half. Uh, we've seen that with, uh, you know, Ethan Katz projects before uh, the core velocity belt. Hopefully that can allow him to maintain control, maintain repeatability and find something uh, for him in the bullpen. But it's another arm, which is fine. The White Sox need depth arms, and it doesn't mean that he will be on uh, the 26-man roster. So uh, it's an interesting piece. Didn't mean to break it down. Uh, where were we? Uh, why did we bring up the trade? Oh, because Rick Hahn, uh, talking about trades. I guess they did make a trade, all right? So uh, Rick Hahn has not been a, is not a liar, man of his word. Uh, but the two big moves that they've made uh, have been, and not at a minor league level, have been Mike Clevenger, a free agent signing, and Andrew Benatendi, a free agent signing. So I just don't know where that next trade is going to come. We've been trying to figure it out. And what he kept saying was, they're open to anything. They're open to anything. They're open to anything. Well, after that press conference, he said, uh, mentioned the shortstop market and mentioned they're opening to everything. Uh, then I think a report came out from James saying, oh, well, the White Sox aren't that interested in trading Tim Anderson. So probably don't ask. And now we keep hearing, uh, Liam Hendricks pop up, Liam Hendricks pop up, uh, and uh, we're not so interested. Stop asking. So they're not really open to everything, it seems. Well, I think the point is that you got to consider everything, right? And, and and what did Rick say at the winter meetings that made, uh, to me, complete sense, which is, you know, guys, we're, we're doing our job here. If we don't listen to what other teams have to say, 
we're not we're not taking any steps in any direction. And I, and I think you, if someone calls up and says, "Hey, we want Tim Anderson," you might go, "Ooh, I don't know if that's going to happen." But what are you going to do? You're going to you're going to say you're just going to hang up the phone and not hear that the other team might have offering their four best players in mind to you. I mean, that that's a very unlikely thing to happen. But again, you've got to go ahead and have these conversations. You've got to ha- go ahead and listen to the ideas of other teams. There's plenty of uh, White Sox fans out there that you know would would go ahead and 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 make the reverse thing. Oh, we want the best player from from that team. We want the best player from this team. If all that happens when when you call up and ask for someone good is that the phone gets hung up then nothing's ever going to happen. So these these things have to be listened out, even if the chances of something happening are minuscule. I don't think you can say the White Sox have a 100% chance of hanging on to Liam Hendricks or a 100% chance of hanging on to Tim Anderson, even if they do have a 99% chance of hanging on to those things. You got to listen to other teams' ideas because there's a 1% chance that it is going to be really, really beneficial to your club. And I hope that, when these teams call Rick and ask for Tim Anderson or Liam Hendricks, Eli Jimenez, Rick said, cool, give me the player that I want and a specific name to this player or players that he wants. And then if there's a deal there or if there's conversations to be had after that, cool. But if that person's not willing to be in that ballpark where Rick's asking for, then he can you know, say, hey, man, you want Tim, he cost this. If you're not willing to give this, the conversation's over, sir. We're not willing to give these players up. If you're calling me with our inquiry for Tim, come with real stuff. Don't be giving me minor league stuff. Give me the player I want. Otherwise, we'll see you at another time and we'll reconvene for a different trade. But I hope that, you know, the fact that he hasn't made a trade of any significance, I don't take it too much. Um, I just hope that he's asking for what he wants. He's getting turned down. And if he gets turned down through all the offseason, I'm good with that because then he's not just giving away players just because in the press conference in November, he said, we will be going in the trade route more than the free agent route. I want him just to be giving good deals for the White Sox and not be holding to the words that he might have said in general. And the fans are like, "Okay, we need to trade these players. I agree. We need to go via trade instead of free agency. I agree with you there and I disagree just because like, I don't want them to make a bad deal who would, but also we saw the trade deadline. They waited too long. They didn't really pull the trigger. Like, I don't know if he's, I mean, we've seen him pull triggers on trades before, so I shouldn't say he's, he's trigger shy or anything like that, but I don't know. Like, I, I feel like he I brought it up. I just don't know if he's valuing his players the right way, but it does seem possible that maybe the White Sox were asking for Jeff McNeil and that price was just too high uh, for Liam Hendricks, which I think is understandable. As for Liam Hendricks specifically, I understand being you know picky and choosy, uh, but I, you know for other people maybe a little bit lower uh, lower down. I'm not sure if uh, you know they might value people a little bit more than uh, outsiders do. We do have a super chat here, and we have 55 people watching. Stefan Bardo is one of them. Thank you for the super chat, Stefan. Uh, gut feeling: Mike Mustakis will get a deal with the Sox. Happy holidays! Thank you for everything you guys do. Go Sox! Thanks for always being. In the chat always sending in super chats and being an active member of our uh, little chgo white Sox community here on the chgo sports youtube channel mike moustakas fellas i will say this and someone in the comments already beat me to it uh pedro grafol's royals connections would certainly seem uh to to make uh, there be some sort of uh chance that that could happen here's what i'll say if they can get him on a minor league deal 100%. There is no reason not to sign him to a minor league deal and invite him to spring training and see what he can do. As for giving him a deal of some significance, however, um, 
The last three years in Cincinnati went yeah. very, very badly for Mike Moustakis, uh, a guy who with uh, with even the Brewers, uh, even after he left Kansas City, was an all-star, a big-time home run hitter, never got to a significant number of games played in a season with the Reds, just constantly injured, and never got to a, uh, a double digits in home runs in a single season with the Reds um, in the, the three years of those deals. Uh, he was just really bad and mostly because he was not healthy uh in in three years which is a long time I, you know it's one thing for you to ha- be coming off a down year and you can say oh, all right well you know we'll give him another shot here um but whoo to uh to to go ahead and, and commit multiple years or, or even significant money when you're in apparently the restricted payroll that the white Sox are in um, you know, to 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 chew up some of the maybe last remaining space you've got with a guy who you don't know if he's going to be healthy or if he's going to produce. That's tough. And then that's all on top of the fact that he's not really a second baseman. He can play. <laughs> he has played second base, but he's a third baseman. Uh, so if he's you're a gonna, DH. And that might be the case with the health history. Right. So um, if you're going to go ahead and say, oh, we're going to sign this guy who hasn't played very many games and hasn't hit very many home runs to be our second baseman. That seems like a tough strategy, but you can get him on a minor league deal and bring him to spring training. Done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm good on Mike Moustakis. Uh 26% strike rate under 10% walk rate, negative wars in the last two years. Like if we were talking about Bellinger and maybe him you know, cracking out and being the player that he used to be. I mean, this guy used to be just a above average hitter. Good for a second baseman, third baseman when he was going against the White Sox as a, a Royal and a Brewer. But now he's washed for me. For me, And so, as Vinny just said, he barely plays second base. I think he played like 80 games in his whole career at second base. If we're going to do that, I'd rather go and get 36-year-old Alex Andres to do that because I know he can still hit. I don't know if Mike Moustakis can either field or hit. So what do you do here, Mike Moustakis? No, I'm right. good. Yeah, I mean, I would pass two if it's not a minor league deal. Minor league deal, why not? I mean, take the shot. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not going to hurt you. Yeah, that's, um, that's not fine. You can do that. Fine with that. Uh, if surprising, I guess. Uh, 129 temps in 2019 at second base, a minus one outs above average at second base for the Milwaukee Brewers. And then in 94 attempts with the Reds in 2020 at second base, a minus one outs above average. So not the worst. I mean, it's it's a, it's a very small sample size, like you said, but. You'd probably, I, I think if I you know. had to choose between giving time at second base to Mike Moustakis or time at second base to Jake Berger, you'd probably go with Mike Moustakis. I'd probably go with Mike Moustakis. I would yeah. probably go with Andrew Vaughn. I'm, I'm with Tony LaRusso still. I'd probably go with Andrew Vaughn over Jake Berger um, too. Uh, our guy Eli is up and uh, kicking around in Israel, uh, and he dropped a uh, 3590 uh, new shekel uh, bomb. So we appreciate that uh, for the uh, for the super chat, Eli. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, also, too, uh, Stephen in the chat saying, uh, RIP to Danny Mendick. He's not dead, but he signed with the Mets for a one-year, $1 million deal. Hey, so, major uh, league deal. deal. We didn't. Yeah. I think he was going to get a major league deal. So, but of course, who would give the major league deal but the free wheel in New York Mets? Yeah, 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 a a raise too, didn't he? Like a million dollars. Yeah, I mean, they must be worried about Carlos Correa's health. They're like, let's go get Danny Mendick. His ACL's (laughs) probably fine, right? (laughs) Probably. Um, Yeah, Mendick. I think was his offer or not the qualifying, but the tender was. I think was a million. So they declined a million and they paid him a million. So I think that's why you saw him signed so quickly i guess that was probably the first offer he got like yeah. i don't know and i think he's from rochester new york i don't yeah. know how close that is to, to new york city but 
he probably Not always was a fan of either the Yankees and Mets and have his family come down closer to see him play for the nine Mets. Might be be closer, that might be closer to Toronto, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> might think, be a Blue Jays fan. Isn't the – what team – I mean, I think the Blue Jays have Rochester in their minor league system. So, I mean, he just signed with the wrong team. Uh, and I think uh, Eli meant to attach a uh, chat to his actual super chat here. He said, what about Gliber? Um, he spelled it G-L-A-B-E-R. Um, I assume he's talking about Gliber Torres. Uh, we've mentioned Gliber before. I just don't know what the Yankees are doing. They just introduced a freshly shaven Carlos Rodon today. Um, they just introduced Aaron Judge as their captain the day before. I I don't – I'm not really positive that they're going to move away from Torres, at least not until spring training or maybe the deadline. I, I feel like they're going to start opening day, at least with Torres, as their starting second baseman. It would be safe. We'll see if he ends up the best player of that bunch, right? I mean, there's some really highly rated infield prospects that the Yankees got coming. Um, but again, prospects are just prospects until you until they start playing and you know what you got, right? So um, Torres is far more of a sure thing, I would have to imagine at this point, just because he has played multiple seasons of Major League Baseball. The other guys haven't. Um, so it would, it would be a smart move for the Yankees. But remember, they got DJ LeMahieu, who they can move all over the place. They got some they got some players on that infield that, that aren't even the young guys. So um, it wouldn't wouldn't be super surprising to see them move on from him. And I think that's why people keep talking about it, right? It makes sense as, a, as you know, they've got the depth. They can go get something to upgrade their pitching staff um, by, by moving uh, a proven starting second baseman. But um, but we'll see because, you know, it's, it takes two to tango. And who knows if the White Sox have uh, the right outfit for a tango at this point. All right. And I, I agree. I mean, Gliber, like the Yankees, I don't think have a – pressing need there if you're gonna knock them over with a great deal i think they'll listen and they'll you know execute but if there's not a pressing issue there there's nothing wrong with having a power hitting middle infielder on your team still not relying on these highly touted prospects but you have a certainty with gliber torres for the most part he was one of these highly touted prospects, and now he's finally panning out. Why move away from him? Uh, you still got two years left to control, too, so I don't think it's urgent for them to move it. I think they could run it back for at least one more season. Uh, final thing before we move on uh, to our ad break and then suggest some statues for uh, the outfield uh, concourse. Uh, Northside I've got Knowledge, such a long list, Sean. I, I have a pretty, I have a pretty yeah. lengthy list. Uh, Northside, we probably have some crossover, too. Uh, Northside Knowledge said Tim and Jazz together is too much swag. It would look so good. This has been brought up a ton since we've been mentioning second baseman. Uh, I just really don't think Jazz Chisholm is ever going to end up on the White Sox, uh, period, at least this year. Like, I, I think we could stop bringing up his name. I don't think it's an actuality. They have shut down that they're interested in talking about Jazz Chisholm, the Marlins, and trading him. I really don't think the Jazz Chisholm will be traded. His name hasn't even popped up. I don't even know if he's that good. I mean, cool. he's, he's really good against righties. Well, this is what I'll say is that if you're the Marlins now, I mean, what do you do? I, and I think we've we've kind of had this conversation in regards to the NL West, right? Uh, talking about the Diamondbacks and oh my God, you're you got the you got the Dodgers who are just kingpins. You've got the Padres spending all this money to bring guys in, and you've got the Giants who have the capability to bring guys in. You know, obviously that didn't go so hot for them when they week. want to. But uh, but if you're you know if you're the Diamondbacks. How can you win? What can you do? The Marlins are in the same division as the Phillies, your, your reigning pennant winner, the Braves, who won the World Series two years ago and are set up to be really good for a long time, and the Mets, who are breaking baseball by spending so much money. 
if you're the Marlins, how, how do you get good? And does holding on to Jazz Chisholm right now do anything for the Marlins to make them good? I mean, th- give them some credit. They're they're trying to get guys, right? They went out in last winter and signed Avi Garcia and Jorge Soler. Like, they're trying to feel the team. They're not, like, <laughs> not doing anything. But They tried to, to offer end. Justin Turner more money, and he said, no, I'll go play for Boston for exactly, less. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so it's like, to, to what end – does the Marlins having these guys on their team help them win? I mean, you're just hoping you catch lightning in a bottle one year, right? And, and shock the world and, and, and make the playoffs. But uh, it's a tough, it's a tough way to live uh, in being a team like that. in one of those divisions, people lament, you know, the White Sox not being able to dominate a weak AL central at least it's not hopeless, right? At right. least it's not, you're the fifth team in a division with three giants in it, uh, in the NLS. That's literally the case. There's literally a giant. Um, so what, I mean, what are you, what are you able to do? There really seems to be no way out for, for a team like that. So again, uh, it, it could certainly be worse White Sox fans. And you could be staring at a, uh, a dynasty or three uh, sitting above you in the division, as opposed to you trying to get yours off the ground. Yeah, and there's really no like rush for the Marlins to get rid of Jazz Chisholm. And I'm going to take you know a little umbrage with you, Sean. He is a good player. He's played only two. He was a bad player. I just I know, but you said I I don't know if he is a good player. He's a good player. His defense plays, and his offense is starting to develop. He's 24 years old, 25 next year. I think with four more years of control, there's no reason for the Marlins to give away this player unless they're blown away by a major league ta- or a minor league talent that they're getting back, which the White Sox don't have. So Jazz Chisholm will not be a White Sox in the few, in the re- uh, near future. I don't think we need to talk about that anymore because there's no reason for the Marlins to part with him unless he's just a disruption in the clubhouse where they got to get rid of him. And like I said, that will be give me a bunch of minor leaguers, highly touted minor leaguers, Here's Jazz Chisholm with four more years of uh, control, not even our bad eligible yet. Right. I mean, Alex brings that up, that they've got Sandy locked down for the next four, and they got Jazz under control for the next four. So, I mean, if you want to keep those two, uh, you know, on the same team, I think it would make sense. I just wanted to, I mean, you look at the splits, him against right-handers, 927 OPS, him against left-handers, under six. All right. So, I mean, he is kind of one-sided. If the White Sox, the White Sox acquired him, I don't know if they'd be, doing well against Carlos Rodon in a Yankee uniform. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see how he develops because, again, he's only 25, uh, but that's probably why the Marlins won't trade him. Uh, we would never trade Foco. Uh, you've got your leader uh, in Chicago sports coverage, so get fitted in the best sports gear around. Foco has you covered from Soldier Field to the front room, north or south side, with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leaders in sports merchandise and collectibles. Foco, if you're looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life, Foco's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan snow. Um, so check out Foco.com. That's F-O-C-O.com or click the link in the description below. And for all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Again, Foco.com. That's F-O-C-O or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. And hey, on Saturday, the Bears play. They're taking on the Bills at 12 p.m. And Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals to tickets, sports, concerts, and shows. If you've ever dreamed about being at the Bears game at the 50-yard line, 
it's possible with the game time app, especially with the weather conditions that are forecasted for Saturday. The biggest last minute price drops can be found on the seats you never thought you could buy because people don't want to sit on them uh, in Saturday. So you won't find a better deal this season on Bears tickets. Right now, you can find two tickets um, all in $23 uh, to go see the Bears bills on uh, Saturday. Um, you can go uh, to game time right now. Click the link in the description below. There's some flash deals, $34 all in, $23 all in, $44 all in. I mean, even, you know, lower level, lowest level, $135 for two, uh, for, for, uh, two tickets each. Um, so make sure you're clicking those flash deals uh, in the link below uh, for game time. It's created by the fans for the fans, and it guarantees the lowest price. So if you love CHGO, then you love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets to the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. All right, Vinny, how long is the list? My list? It's probably about, I probably got about 10 or more. All right, yeah, hell yeah. I got, I got, I think. They're I think not I all got, good. They're just, got, but they're all fun. Well, I got seven that are just, they're definitely suggestions. I don't so know if they're was, good suggestions. They are suggestions. So here was, here was the genesis of this. We were talking about this. I think it happened like right before a show the other day, because one of us said, you know, oh, what's the Jose Abreu statue going to look like, right? Jose Abreu more than likely destined for statuehood out in the uh, outfield concourse there at guaranteed rate field. And so, you know, we had fun talking about what sort of uh, statue is it going to be screaming Jose Abreu rounding third base? Is it going to be Jose Abreu sliding in and tweaking his ankle for the walk-off uh, win against the Royals? Or, uh, you know, would it be uh, uh, Jose Abreu, uh, you know, under the, under the makeshift tent in Detroit to, pr- to protect him from the sun? Uh, so we got thinking, if we're going to be that silly with the Jose statue, let's just go full silly and come up with a bunch of uh, statues for Guaranteed Rate Field that are White Sox or White Sox adjacent that we will never, ever see. Just <laughs> as they say on the Internet, wrong answers only. Here. Yes. So what, Sean, what is the next uh, guaranteed rate field statue? Wrong answers only. Well, let's start off with an easy one because the thumbnail is the man that will be on the Hall of Fame ballot. We don't know how long he will last, but he is a legend. So let's immortalize the legend. Let's go through just some of the statues first. But, um, you know, we have obviously Minnie Minoso in Section 164, Carl Fisk in Section 164, in Section 100. I like call him Carl Fisk. Oh, Carlton Fisk, my bad. Uh, that's because I'm they're close. Gear- He's got nicknames. So I'm, I'm, I'm gearing Man, up Carl for Fisk. Charles Comiskey. Uh, he's in section 100. Uh, Louis Aparicio is in section 100. Nelly Fox is in section 100. Uh, Billy Pierce is in section 164. Uh, Frank Thomas and Paul Knurko in section 160. And Harold Baines is in 105. So I think, uh, for 128, we need a Leary legend statue and i think it should just be him beating his chest after he rounded third base after the home run it's the biggest moment in white Sox postseason history in the last 16 years okay i was wondering um, I'll, I'll do you one better because i think uh, i have one on my list that includes larry garcia mm. but isn't just him uh you mentioned uh you know they have out there in the outfield now nelly fox and louis aparicio's statues yes. are one and the same they're turning a double play mm-hmm. very very cool so why limited to just one person? Trace Garcia's the All Garcia yes. outfield should be a statue there. Make sure you uh, immortalize not Garcia. just Larry, but Avi, and of course the great Willie Garcia. We will not, we will not uh, put Willie Garcia out there. Uh, you know, nearly uh, decapitating Yoan Moncada. We're not going to do that. But uh, the Trace Garcia's outfield, of course. Uh, is is worthy of a wrong answers only statue. If I couldn't get them one way, I wanted them another way. So I also wrote down the three Garcias. All right. So we did have some overlap already. Herb, where are you taking us? Mine would be Kenny Williams 
in his golf cart, <laughs> assembled media around him. So Vinny, you can be in here too. Wow, this is a, this this is an expensive statue. Oh, very. Expensive. You got to put. You got to have me and Daryl and James and Merck. That's that's a lot of bronze. Yeah, <laughs> I know he didn't say it to necessarily you got you specifically because this was in 2006, but Kenny Williams telling Frank Thomas to stay out of White Sox business in the cart. That's and then with all the microphones around there, that would be perfect. That is the encapsulation of I think about Kenny Williams all the time, just sitting in Arizona, chilling out in a cart, looking weird because he's got to have to have a statue anyways. Eventually, right? Have him in his natural elements. Absolutely. Dan's got Dan's got a good one there. I liked the uh, where was it? You just put it up, Stephen. The, the one, Tony Dan. running one. Yes, Tony Larusa running out to uh, to defend Jose Abreu's honor. That's a pretty good one. If you're gonna put, if you're gonna make Jose Abreu's statue him getting hit by a pitch for the eight millionth <laughs> time, then you can go ahead and have Tony be uh, be uh, a part of that for sure. But my, for my next one, I'm gonna go ahead and go. I'm gonna include you know another one that includes one of us. I'm gonna have it be Yasmani Grandal just flying by Herb in a foot race. <laughs> <laughs> they could put it up where uh, we used to beat Scott Podsednik in the fundamentals desk deck. Um, where, where that used to be, where Scotty Pods used to be on a track, we could put Yasmani Grandal uh, up ahead and Herb just lying on the is ground my, moaning. Yeah, is my statue <laughs> mid fall? No, post fall. Okay. Yeah, all on the ground, <laughs> rising and sprawled out on the yeah. on the pavement. Sean now, laughing, Stephen asking for. <laughs> It's like, are you all right? Us filming uh, behind mm-hmm. you. Uh, I'm going to go to the, the chats, too, because Christian stole one of mine. Uh, I had Leary Legend uh, rounding third base. And uh, you know what? Why not follow it up with another legend uh, of middle infielder? I think the last you were talking about uh, Darwin Barney. Was he the last gold glover for the White Sox? Was Yomer Sanchez the last gold glover for the White Sox? Dallas Keuchel was the last gold glover okay. for the White Sox. And before him, Luis Robert uh, oh, won a gold right. glove for the White Sox. So it, the White Sox are just lousy with gold gloves. <laughs> Hey, at least one of those guys is still around. Um, we're going to go Yomer Gatorade bath, though. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm going with Christian. Uh, I don't know if we need to put uh, the Abreu statue on the bean. I'd like to see it when I go to White Sox games. Uh, but I think Yomer dumping Gatorade uh, on him uh, would be a good one. And why not? I mean, that was during a rain delay. So why not get Mark Burley? I know Kenny didn't like it, but why not get Mark Burley sliding on the tarp? I think if we're going to give Burley one, uh, we should get a, slurp, uh, a tarp slide for Burley. So correct me if I'm wrong, Mark Burley does not have a statue currently, correct? He, he does not. He's There's got no, his number up there, but he's not like Canerco. He doesn't have a statue. There is not a single pitcher with a statue. Pierce? Billy Pierce doesn't Oh, have Billy one? Pierce, I thought he was an outfielder. That, no, that's on me. Thanks, folks. Thank you. Um, yep. So um, if you're going to go with I the Mark Burley, if you're going to give Mark Burley a statue, it's got to be the between the legs flip, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, but then like there you have Polly. Like that, that should be the well, Nelly yeah, Fox. And, uh, that should be the Nelly Fox one. There you go. Burley to Canerco, absolutely. That was mine, a too on Another point, one of mine, I would go with Tory Hunter running over Jamie Burke. <laughs> it encapsulates a lot of things because the hatred for the Twins, unnecessarily taking out Jamie Burke, and it's the impetus for the White Sox doing what they did in 2005, getting rid of Carlos Lee, getting people who with a little bit more of a grit, like A.J. Brzezinski and Jermaine Dye, and it's like, okay, and the reason why Carlos Lee got traded is because he didn't retaliate the next day where he needed to take somebody out at second, like a Corey Koski or a Louis Rivas or Jason Bartlett or all the rest of the Bartlett's they had there or the rest of the Jasons they had there. So, yeah, I would have that statue just to remind White Sox fans, this is how you got embarrassed by these twins. And this is why you hate them, because Torrey Hunter firstly did that. And then he spurned Kenny at the, the Del Taco, too. Man. Yeah, he was supposed to be a White Sox, right? Yeah, he was. 
he was like either signed at a Del Taco with the Angels or was at a Del Taco with Kenny. And then like later on, he signed with the Angels like that day. There used to be a, a Del Taco on 95th and Cicero, and I, I miss it to this day. Um, let's continue with some of these statues. Uh, there's some in the chat that I want to give. Uh, I would like a uh, I'm with Sleepy Harold. I would like a statue of the goose statue. I would like it out of marble or stone, not in the classic, you know, white and, and yellow paint like I, I would want a statue of the sculpture solid gold sean <laughs> a golden goose for the like white that, Sox, like that nonsense statue of alexander hamilton at the north end of lincoln park uh you know right there on <laughs> diversity avenue that is for some reason all gold solid gold statue don't know why um but uh the goose really belongs in solid gold in my opinion I agree. Uh, I think that's a, the, the right way could, to take it. Finally, we could rig it to shoot beer out of the mouth, too. For finally. Yeah. Golden beer showers. Uh, sounds fantastic. Uh, and then uh, TJ Hankins saying, how about AJ? Iconic run to uh, first in the 2005 uh, ALCS. He says World Series there, but ALCS. Um, should it be with the Angels catcher having the ball in his glove, too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like showing that AJ is out, but we still won. Because <laughs> we had heart and grit. Absolutely. Um, uh, speaking of heart and grit, or as some might call it, TWTW, oh, how about a statue of uh, Hawk Harrelson leaving the broadcast booth to go check yes. on Todd Frazier? <laughs> That'd be a good one. That was Steve, on my list. We can, we, can, we can memorialize Hawk and Stone together, that iconic broadcast pairing that just loved doing games together. And it could be Steve Stone alone in the booth. And we could just like say, like this is when Hawk Harrelson went to check on Todd Frazier. Hey, I'm going down there. You take over. <laughs> I got to go check on Todd. Like like the White Sox don't have a training staff. I gotta check on him personally. <laughs> personally. And like he was like a long he wasn't even a long time White Sox no. at the time. I think it may have been his first year. And he was so like, oh, oh my God, Todd Frazier's hurts. <laughs> I go down there and give the play by play duties to this former baseball player who's probably never done play by play by himself. There, they're coming. That's yeah, one. They're coming. That's a statue we were talking about right before the show started. Is if we're going to put up CHGO White Sox statues, we have to have a statue of uh, the the fire truck going by Herb's window, which happens <laughs> every time we do a remote show. Herb rushing to to mute his mic. Uh, let's take a quick break here. I got um one, two, three, four. Five, I think left. So we got some more uh, to rattle off here, but we got to let you know about shady rays. Uh, when you're looking at the golden goose in the outfield, you'll need some sunglasses because it will be so bright and shiny. Uh, they never understood shady rays. Why understood why sunglasses were so expensive. So they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for the, for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at shady rays have you covered. I do think it's winter by now, but still, the sunglasses work fall, winter, spring, summer. Shade arrays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. And the best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked if you dropped it in the lake. Uh, I don't know why you're that close to the lake while it's blizzarding. If you dropped it off a cliff, if you ran it over with your car, anything, they'll replace them. And they stand behind their product. They do have customers who have given them over 200,000 five-star reviews, but they still stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they will throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. They offer free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay them to ship them back. That's it. So for Shady Rays, so for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com, where you can find the newest and best shades. 
Also got to let you know about DraftKings Sportsbook. They are presenting sponsor and uh, betting wasn't good uh, last night. Uh, I told you guys to watch the South Alabama game. I hope many watch Modern Family instead because uh, my picks were dead wrong, but it is still fun to watch sports and gamble on them while you do. It's that time of year. Everyone's excited about the gifts, the holiday experience, the holiday spirit, but what about the basketball? When I throw down on NBA action, it's got to be with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for bigger payouts with DraftKings same-game parlays. The Bulls are on a two-game win streak. They will be taking on the Knicks, who just beat them, I think, twice in a row. Uh, so if you're thinking the Bulls are going to get revenge, uh, download the app today for new customers. Use code CHGO and see if the Bulls will win their next game against the Knicks. Make sure you're placing money down. And Maryland sports fans, listen up. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. So download the app now to get in on the Holiday Hoops action. Sign up with code CHGO. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, next up. I got another Mark Burley one, but it's along the lines of a World Series save. Um, I would love for him to just be in the dugout, maybe at his locker with empty beer cans just around his feet. I think that would be nice and tasteful for Mark Burley's uh, solo statue if we're building uh, just a solo non Canerco flip one. And our guy Steve, uh, was at Wonder Plaid has mine. Steve Psycho Lions with his pants uh, down at first base looking up at the sky <laughs> just with his hands up. It's like, oh, I can't believe I've out here with my draws out. <laughs> I think we've got to go to the mascots. Uh, I would love to see a statue, oh, of course, go. of my guy, Waldo the White Sox Wolf. Uh, Ribby and rhubarb statues would be phenomenal as well. But how about Southpaw, specifically Southpaw at someone's wedding? I've always wanted to know who are these people who are ordering Southpaw to go to their wedding? Uh, you know, they advertise it all the time on the, on the game broadcast. Can hire Southpaw to be at your kid's birthday party or come to your wedding. So let's have Southpaw um, either officiating a wedding or cutting <laughs> the cake at a wedding. I think that would be fun just to let people know that that's an option for them. If you want to get uh, Southpaw, uh, you know, for yeah. your nuptials. Good are advertising. Those, are those uh, Ribby and Rhubarb and Waldo statues a memorial because they're not with us anymore? Yes, there you go. They're the, the, the memorial uh, White Sox or Waldo the White Sox wolf statue. It was so quick. They didn't even like announce that he was going away. It's a bummer. He never even got a costume. He wasn't even a a person that walked around and, you know, did crazy things. He was just a cartoon character. Just a kids club thing. Yeah. I'm for as many mascots as possible. Have five mascots. At once. Have have a crew. Have Southpaw and crew. Um, Have Ribby. Have Rhubarb. have, Have a wolf. Why not? What's Southpaw? You know? A Muppet, a monster, a, monster? Of some kind, yeah. a, a baseball Muppet. I don't know. Um, speaking of memorials, uh, what about a Dustin Fowler memorial? Um, some people have brought up Eloy uh, getting caught in the net. We could also have Dustin Fowler busting his kneecap down the right field line. Might be I mean, a little bit distasteful, but you know, his career, his career died. His career died, and his knee died. Um, did he sue the White Sox for that? I think he did. Jesus, he was going in that into those sidelines for like a hundred miles per hour. Like, I'm not going to catch his ball, brother. Yeah, that was a physical thing. If you guys haven't seen it, Google it or YouTube it, and it's oof, it is vicious. For the another one, I have. I'm gonna have. Yeah, why um, wasn't Southpaw at your wedding, Vinny? You hey, missed an oppor- opportunity. Hey, sometimes, sometimes, uh, sometimes there are vetoes in a wedding plan, and let's just say I, I didn't veto Southpaw being at the wedding. <laughs> I don't think you were advocating for it. I was not, no. 
I lost my last one, so you guys got to go with that one. <laughs> you, we, you, inter- Wait, you interrupted Herb, and it just vanished. Yeah. Are you serious? Oh, I'm sorry. I have, no, I've no. got I've got a great one for you right here. I think all fans will be in support of this being uh, uh, immortalized in statue form. Uh, Matt Albers sliding into second base mm. uh, in in Queens. I think that's just something that needs that needs a statue. Uh, you know, and obviously the the inscription on the bottom can be uh, you know anything that you can uh, that you can think of that your uh, that your imagination can run wild with that one. But yeah, let's go ahead and give Matt Albers uh, uh, his due with that tremendous tremendous display of base running. Since we have the uh, goose gone, I think we need uh, more statues out in right field. They have that weird train car. It's kind of like an L. It's kind of not like an L, right? It's kind of serving was, beer. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it's like a, an L car, but it's a bar. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get it out of there. We don't need that. Move it somewhere else. Uh, why don't we put a Joe Borchard statue there? That's where there he hit his go. monster shot. Uh, I think our guy Connor would love that. Post swing, you know, I mean, the Ken Griffey Jr. swing has been immortalized. Joe Borchard is just as pretty. Um, and I think the White Sox legend needs to be remembered. I got mine again. It's just an a- empty locker room, uh, empty locker <laughs> with cologne on top. And it says it's just memorializing the time where Bartolo Cologne left the 2009, 2009 White Sox because Michael Jackson died. <laughs> Yeah, one one white glove hanging from there as well. Yeah, just sad. All that's right, funny how, to hear Ozzy tell that story. Yeah, that's. I, I mean, I, I didn't know that story until you told me that story. I mean, that's just absurd. I was at that game. Um, people in center field were screaming at Matt Kemp, uh, heckling Matt Kemp, and I was like, "Poor Matt Kemp." And then I was on my ride home, and I was like, "Poor Farrah Fawcett." And then it was poor Michael Jackson. It was a rough day. I, I don't blame Bartolo. I've got one here. Uh, I think, you know, for, for we got a lot of talk about, you know, AJ and Michael Barrett, you know, the fame, yeah. the famed rivalry fight there. If you're talking about uh, confrontations, let's go ahead and build a statue of one that didn't happen. So it can have happened at least in, in, uh, you know, fantasy mm-hmm. world. Uh, and that's the con- the fake parking lot confrontation between Lucas Giolito and Josh Donaldson that Josh Donaldson made up Uh, that one. I think since it didn't actually happen in real life, we can go ahead and make it happen in, in statue form. Maybe if they don't want to take that statue, maybe that's a little bit too expensive. Uh, You know, like the punching games, like how, how, how hard is your punch? Maybe you just turn the punching bag into Josh Donaldson's face. um, And then you could be like Lucas Giolito in the parking lot, right? You could make it a, you could turn it into like a street theme and everything. Yeah, maybe there's or just, there. you know, like a plaque, put a plaque actually in the parking lot that just says, this, <laughs> this is, is where <laughs> Josh Donaldson did not confront Lucas Giolito. Um, speaking of fighting, though, uh, I mentioned, you know, kind of Pompeii before. Whenever I'm in 161, I'm always greeted by at least by the fifth, sixth or seventh inning, some fight. Um, so I would like, you know, Pompeii like statues of fans fighting. Um, it really brings an extra level. I really don't feel threatened when fans are fighting uh, around me. It just feels, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm at home. Uh, so let's, let's, let's immortalize some of the fans that are fighting. Maybe one can be wearing a Cubs Jersey. One can be wearing a Sox Jersey. Uh, Cause even if they're not playing each other, those two teams and those two fans are typically punching each other in the face. Um, final one uh, that I have kind of like Portillo's. Uh, at least the Portillo's that I go to on uh, not 95th, it's 95th and Pulaski, uh, just a little bit down the road from the abandoned Del Taco. Um, but up on the smokestack of the Portillo's, they have a little worker hanging in his little feet, enjoying his little lunch break on the top of the smokestack. This might be a little grim, 
a child hanging from the fundamentals deck. Jesus Christ. It might be a little gap like, oh my God. Like, oh, don't look. Like, oh my God. It's crazy. But it's it, it's it'd be funny. I think it'd be a good bit. Would it is that yeah, an I mean, actual reference to anything? The Portillo's man hanging off. Like wow. I was like, oh no, that man, he's in danger. He's not. Mm. It's okay. He's enjoying your lunch his lunch. The, the, the child just had a little bit too much fun on the fundamentals deck. No, I, th- I think we need a statue. If, if we're going to put a statue up of anyone, it should probably be of Cascade, right? He's the one who started the winning streak. He did. It's he true. did. It was, it was great a very, music. very long four-game winning streak yeah. for our 2022 yeah. White Sox. Um, all right. My last... <laughs> My last one would be of it's a fake the, child, by the way. It's a it's a statue. It's a fake, you know, whatever. We don't have to do it. The great George Jacobs of Windy City Limos. You <laughs> know him as the Eminem guy, just sitting behind home plate, or now he sits behind the White Sox dugout, just in his coat, ninety five degrees, twenty degrees, still with the same coat on. Stupid donkey says Eminem guy should get a statue. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Uh, George Jacobs should be immortalized. Uh, final one that I thought. Um, you know, maybe the ghost of free agent past. Maybe we can have like a corridor in a certain place. It doesn't have to be public, but, you know, a, a Bryce Harper in a White Sox uniform, Manny Machado in a White Sox uniform. I think A-Rod was, uh, you know, the White Sox were really in on A-Rod when he was a free agent before he signed with Texas. A-Rod in a White Sox uniform. We could have fun, fun with that. Juan Soto was like $50,000 away from signing with the White Sox. Juan Soto in a, in, a, in a White Sox uniform. That'd be a fun statue. I don't know. Maybe there's something there. Probably not. Which one's going to get approved out of all of these? Well, none. One but, of the burly, uh, one of the well, burly I've got, ones. I've got one that's. I've got one that has a. I think a pretty good chance of happening, and that's Tim Anderson either bat flip against the Royals or the uh, Field of Dreams game celebration. That's like a legit statue that could literally be out there one day. Uh, that's another, a statue debate. Which which one's better? I mean, we could have that two, as a, a which show of the topic. Two TA ones? Would you do? Um, I also think uh, there's a great statue to be made of Tadahito Aguchi parallel yeah. to the ground. Oh, so that great. would be a good one. Um, I personally uh, would like to see a statue of uh, our Chuck finding a guy wearing a Donnie Lucy jersey on the concourse. That is that is just perfect, perfect statue material right there. Um, and then I'll close out by saying, you know, guys, we've got a lot of statues of people. Where are all, you know? I like a I like a piece of artwork that is of an animal. I like an animal, an animal artwork, be it a painting or a statue. Give me a nice like a Western statue. Like I'm pulling into a Wyoming town. Give me Johnny Cueto on yes. a horse. That's yes. what I want. He Johnny Cueto it. riding a horse. That's what I want a statue of. Absolutely. The savior of the 2022 White Sox season. He deserves it for the performances that he gave. Uh, make sure you guys are sending uh, more bad statue suggestions to us on Twitter. That's Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Eckerwall23. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. That might be a good gag. Uh, a statue of grilled onions. Like someone might be like, you know, tempted to go eat it, but it's fake. Uh, but anyways, we hope you have a very happy holiday this weekend and a safe one and warm one as well. Make sure that if you are going outside, you are driving safely and slowly. Uh, and we will be joining you on Monday. Uh, Monday midnight, we'll be dropping a new episode. Uh, so make sure you are still tuning in next week as well. Thank you, Vinny and Herb. Thank you, Stephen Nicholas, for producing the show. And thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us in the chat. Enjoy your holiday, and we will talk to you next week. Go Sox.